Welcome to The Church Door, a place where I can post my Bible studies and sermons for your listening pleasure. I'm the Reverend Matthew Fenn, pastor of St. Peter's Evangelical Lutheran Church in Stratford, Ontario. Thanks for tuning us in. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Justice. Justice is a word you hear a lot today. People are very concerned that the justices, either real or perceived, that they see get righted. Can you think of an injustice which people in the world feel needs correcting right now? Right? I'm sure we all can think of some of that. We live in a world that cries out with Habakkuk in our Old Testament reading, how long, Lord, will you be deaf to my plea? We see justice not happen, and we ask God to fix We realize that there is injustice, and so sometimes we attempt to fix it ourselves. But then... Sometimes that works. Often, it doesn't. And even our best solutions are only temporary fixes. We encounter wrongdoing, violence, strife, discord erupting, justice being perverted or denied to many, the poor being ignored and forgotten. And when we see all that, we can start asking, along with the prophet in our Old Testament reading, where's God? Why isn't God doing something about all the injustice we see in the world? This morning, we'll look at what God has done about the injustice in the world. You see, there is a universal human longing for justice. We all know that things are out of kilter. Just go to any school or any playground and where one child will soon say to another, that's not fair. Things aren't always right. They're not always right in our world. They're not always right in our country, in our communities. Sometimes they're not even right in our families. If I were to give you all a sheet of paper, and I was to ask you to write down individually the names of all the people who've ever done wrong by you, would you be able to fill that paper up? I'm sure we would have a lot of names on a lot of papers. And if we were honest, we could even write a list of names of people whom we have done wrong by. Right? Some things isn't right with this world and something needs to be put right part of the reason why we can see injustice happening in the world is because god has given us a particular set of responsibilities the creator god has the right to tell us what we are to do his commandments Cover every thought, word, and deed of every hour, of every minute, of every day of our lives. And we see God's concern for justice in the Ten Commandments. 
We're not to despise our anger, the authorities, but honor them, serve them, love and obey them. We're not to hurt or harm our neighbors. We're to help and support them in every physical need. We are not to steal from our neighbor. Uh, we are to help and others to improve and protect their possessions and their income. We are not to lie. We are to defend and speak well of everyone. And insofar as we do all of that in our various stations and spots in life, we are in some small yet imperfect way extending the justice of God throughout the world. And yet, no matter, how, no matter how hard we try to live up to the ideal, we fail. And sometimes we fail so bad that we cause more injustice in the world. So, in the face of a relentless injustice that we see in the world, and our own inability to bring lasting justice, all Christians believe that we need to look for justice elsewhere. Eternal justice will never come from any other human or human organization. And it's in the face of all of that type of injustice that Habakkuk in our Old Testament reading says that those who are just live by their faith. But what does faith have to do with this? What can faith do against wickedness and oppression and injustice? Habakkuk says that even though we see great injustice, we must live by faith. What does he mean? Now, faith is not something you do. Faith cannot put God in your debt because you owe God your faith as it is already. When you place your faith in God, God does not owe you anything. It's not your part of a two-part bargain. Even if we were to do everything that God expected of us and have complete faith in him, we could never say to him, you owe me. He would just say, you only ever did what I told you to do. That's why I made you. I don't owe you anything. So, if faith is not about we do, what is it? Faith is trust in what someone else says that they will do. Christians place their, their confidence and trust in the Creator God because He deeply cares about injustice. That is really an important point. We have, in our own hearts, a strong echo, a longing to see justice done. And yet, God is justice. God's justice is complete. It's perfect. The Creator God has given us His Word that all things will be set right again. God will take this broken, messed up world and restore it to how he intended it to be. Faith is trust in that an almighty God can do incredible and impossible things. 
Notice, in our gospel reading, Jesus is not giving a command about how to transplant trees by the means of wishful thinking. He emphasizes how even a little faith can accomplish things. Why? Because it isn't about the size of your faith. And so he says, don't worry about the size of your faith. It's not great faith that you need. It's faith in a great God that you need. God does the impossible things. God is the one who transplants trees. Faith is trust that our great God is doing impossible things. So what impossible things have the creator God done to fix the injustice of this world? The hope that the Christian faith offers is the knowledge that God won't allow injustice to have the last word. Yet Christians, we don't leave the restoration of all things for the distant future. No, we have faith that God has already begun to make everything right, already. If the just will live by their faith, that faith involves recognizing that God is decisively at work to fix the world through Jesus. God's plan is to restore the world to its original order. And that plan has been launched and inaugurated by the Son of God, the Messiah, Jesus of Nazareth. All of the cries for justice, all of the people who demand justice be done, can find their answer in Jesus. Jesus was the victim of great injustice. He was completely innocent, and yet he was brought up on false charges and brutally executed. Jesus's death is the moment where injustice is defeated. That means if you are demanding that justice be served, if you are crying out for justice, you need only look to the bloody death of Jesus Christ. That is where you will find that justice has been done. Jesus stepped forward and answered for all of the injustices in the world. Jesus himself bore the accumulated consequences of every injustice. And then, despite being killed unjustly, he cries out, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And in the resurrection, there's the start of a new creation where all injustices are gone. Christ died and he rose again so that God's plan to set the world right again can be implemented. Our Lord has abolished death by his resurrection. And in the end, all tears and all cries for, all tears will be dried, all cries for justice will be answered, and the world will be filled with justice. After hearing what Jesus is teaching, his disciples in the gospel lesson ask Jesus to increase their faith. Faith is not something 
that they can work up in themselves. Faith is not something that you have automatically inside of you. God has to give it. And that's what Paul says in our epistle reading. God gives us new life, resurrection life. And that new life is God's gift to you. It is a gift of God's sheer generosity and power towards you. Your faith results from something that happened to you. Something that happened to you in this present life. God did incredible, impossible things through the preaching of the gospel and through the sacraments. People are given new life when Jesus is proclaimed and the sacraments are administered. They are summoned, called to trust in God rather than anyone or anything else. So, living by faith and trusting that God is at work in the world to set everything right again through Jesus means that we have access to God's boundless forgiveness. God has promised that even our acts of injustice will be forgiven. No matter how many times you have sinned, nor how often, nor how bad, if you come to God in repentance and faith, he has promised to forgive you. God does this because it is his good pleasure to do so. Our great God does impossible things. He offers you forgiveness without limit because of his son's death as your substitute. And our gospel reading says, if somebody has done you wrong and they come to you seven times in a day and say, I'm, I was wrong, and they repent, God says, you must forgive them must why why the must because god did for you he forgave you all the times in each day where you've messed up and see this is how god starts to bring justice out to the world we are called to be christ's hands and feet to be out there to love and serve not just each other but also our neighbors he empowers you to do this through the Holy Spirit, given by word and sacrament. We are to help our neighbors, because we ought to. Yeah, that's true. We should. We ought to. But we serve others because God has done impossible things for us. He's forgiven us. He's given us new life. He's promised that justice and peace will abound when the world experiences the same resurrection life that we've gotten a taste of. And so, you come to church each Sunday, you hear about repentance and the forgiveness of sins, you are shown your sin, and you are called to repent and to trust in Jesus, and then God sends you back out into the world to be little beacons and lights, bringing God's justice to your neighbor. And that is how the world gets a snapshot of what God has promised. So, as Christians, we live by faith, that God, through Jesus the Messiah, has already begun the great undertaking to restore justice to this world. He starts that by forgiving you your sins. 
Faith is not something that makes God owe you. No, faith sees that God is at work in the world through Jesus. Because of God's mercy towards us, our job is to be faithful and responsible in our vocations and to seek justice when we can. We have a small faith. We may have small faith, but our small faith is in a great God who can do impossible things, and he has done them for you in Christ. And may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. You've been listening to The Church Door. Thanks again for tuning in. If you have any comments, questions, or feedback, you can reach me, Pastor Matthew Fenn, at revfenn, R-E-V-F-E-N-N, at icloud.com. Look forward to having you with us again next time.